ArchD1079 Life. James here with you. Here, probably doing my two favourite things I get to do at once. The first thing is I love talking on the radio, hence I'm here. Second thing, love being starstruck by hockey players. So I get to do both today, which is really awesome. Uh, I am joined today by two incredible players, two sort of legendary players, really. Lizzie Averson, all the way from the US. You only just really arrived. Yes, I have. It's gorgeous here. It reminds me a lot of uh, Southern California where I grew up. Uh, We'll be talking all about that Mm -hmm. in a moment as well. Now, I see you have already managed to make your way into the news. You did it on like day one or day two of arriving. You were down. Tell us what happened. How did it all come to be? Um, So... I needed to get out for the day and I wanted to go to a beach that I hadn't been to yet and I made my way on the train to Hallett Cove and I was just walking around the conservation and on the boardwalk this girl had a camera and I had a feeling that she just needed some help with something so uh-huh. I kind of approached her with a friendly smile and she said would you mind taking a picture for the newspaper we're trying to save the boardwalk because a lot of the parts of it between Marion or Moreno Rocks is yep. shut down so mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, that is the worst news I've ever heard. It's my first time here. This is gorgeous. More people need to know about it. So just talked to her for a bit, took a picture, and was actually on the radio talking about it, trying to save some parts of the boardwalk. So if, if people haven't been down and seen this, the uh, the boardwalk, it goes all the way along the beach, and it's kind of this amazing, mm-hmm. goes up and down, lots of staircases. It's a really great thing to do like you know I've often done it like a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning Absolutely. or something it's really really incredible so so there you go um, <laughs> so you already managed to make it in the news and I think that your quote was it's one of the most perfect things you've ever seen honestly I've never seen anything like it and it was just went on from miles and it miles does. or kilometers for you guys so yeah also very very excited to welcome back to the show it's been it's been years I would say it would probably be I'm gonna say seven years if I had to say it yeah, it could be seven years since I've been on. With I think you. it was. It was since you came on the show yeah. here. Tash Farrell, welcome back. Thanks for to having Arch me. To Radio. These are two players, of course, from the Adelaide Rush ice hockey team for this year. Lizzie's just arrived as an import, come over um, by like California by way of Boston at the moment, yes. is where you're from. Yeah. So we'll get into all that in a second as well. There's just tons I want to cover with you guys. Um, ArchD, of course, supports Adelaide Rush every year. We do uh, we do live game reports and things like that. We have reporters that come along and report on the games. And just because it's really is kind of like the most exciting, it's probably the most exciting underrated game played here in Adelaide. We have this amazing national team here in Adelaide. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to get along and see a game with the Adelaide Rush playing against these teams from other states, you are totally missing out. But we'll get into that as well and how you can get to the game how you can get some free tickets to the game as well. Uh, We'll go through all that in a second. I am here with Tash and Lizzie from the Adelaide Rush Ice Hockey team. The season is about to commence uh, at the end of October, so it's getting very, very close. But Lizzie, you've just arrived. You've come all the way from the US to be here. Jet lag's all worn off by now, I imagine. Oh yeah, I didn't have any, to be honest. I didn't sleep on the plane. I was so excited. So I got here and What were you most excited about? Adventure. Yeah. Opportunity, um, having a new family, and just... Has it been what you've expected so far? I mean, I know it's really early days, but has it been what you expected? Absolutely not. I kind of came in with an open mind and just kind of let things come, and it's been absolutely mind-blowing being here. Now, you are originally from a place called West Covina in California. Now, West Covina is famous for a few things. They were famous for oranges. It used to be an orange 
Orchard. Yeah. Also, the birthplace of Tim Robbins. He's from West Covina, oh. California. And there's a TV show apparently called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and it's set in West Covina. I didn't know that. No, and apparently the, the tagline that they use in that is West Covina, two hours from the beach, four in traffic. <laughs> Does that sound accurate to you? Yes. Because <laughs> the traffic in LA is crazy. Is it? Well, like, and not to confuse... LA from the whole greater LA because the whole greater LA I found out not long ago is actually the same distance as Adelaide to Melbourne yeah it's like 700 kilometers it's enormous large and whereabouts do you sit in all of that in West Covina I am about 30 miles with or 30 minutes without traffic to the uh, east of downtown LA so I'm in the valley right so not not too far really by in comparison, it could definitely be a lot. Not farther. far, but there's constant traffic, constantly. Now, this is like, you know, you say it's orange country. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not the place that you would normally associate with going, this is ice hockey country. No. <laughs> How did you get started? When did you get started? I started playing inline when I was actually six. Um, I've kind of followed in my sister's footsteps. We watched a lot of the NHL and we told our parents, we're like, we want to play that. Like, we don't want to do baseball or track or softball. It was just kind of boring to us. We wanted something super exciting. And after playing inline for three, four years, we found um, connections for women's ice hockey. Mm-hmm. And we started going to tryouts and just learning how to ice skate. And by that time, we, it just kind of, we just loved it and that was it. And we travel everywhere for it in Southern California because it wasn't anywhere near we were where we were. So how long did it take before, like how old were you both when it really became like kind of like an all out obsession for you both? Did, oh, I'm, I'm assuming it became an all out obsession mm-hmm. for her too. Did Immediately. it? Immediately. Yeah, Immediately. really? Right when we stepped on um, the ice rink, it was game over. Like that was all that we wanted to put our- And why, in. why was it so exciting to you? It's a different kind of family. We, um, so we, our first rink actually kind of reminds me of the Rush rink. It's very old and homey, but the people that are there just kind of made it worthwhile. Everyone kind of went through the same thing. Everyone came from outer areas and just came together to play this amazing sport that, I mean, in Southern California, it's extremely hot like it is here. And Mm. it was just kind of like a getaway for us. At what point did it kind of start to get really serious for you? Like, cause like, I'm going to be alluding to this, but you've taken this pretty much all the way as far as you can, almost, almost as far as you can take it. So at what point did you kind of go, okay, this has now gotten really serious. I'm now moving into some very serious space with the kind of competition I'm going to be playing so when I was playing U12, um, we went to nationals and seeing all that competition, and everything like that, it was extremely moving because there's so many people across the country, all these girls that want to go to college. That was the goal for women's hockey in the States is like you go to college, either D1, D3, um, whatever your goals are. And and what does that mean? Sorry, D1, D3. Uh, division one college and division three. So okay. it's just no um, division two. There's Division Two, but they don't play for a national championship. Okay. So just and there are about maybe six teams in Division Two, so they play half of the D one teams and half of the D three teams around the area. Okay. So okay. they just they just don't play for a championship. I left home when I was sixteen. I went to prep school in New Hampshire for my junior senior year of high school. And my goal was to just get to college. I mean I obviously had the dream of playing D1 when 
D1 when I was a child, but becoming more realistic, D1 is very, um, you have to be extremely dedicated to not only hockey, but schooling. And you don't have much downtime. And I wanted to not only play hockey and do school, but I wanted to work. My parents supported me so much as a kid and I wanted to kind of fend for myself at this point in time. Do you think they had, did they instilled a kind of that work ethic into you, do you think? No, they their thing was that you do what you want. They were so supportive in anything and everything that I wanted. I mean, they spent countless hours sitting at the rink, driving us everywhere just because they knew that that's what we wanted to do. Right. And they were so, so supportive. And that's when I left when I was 16, they were the ones that were supportive of me doing that. I had no intentions of leaving. And they were like, if you want to go play college, this is your best opportunity. I was like, okay, well, let's do it then. Like, okay. From prep school, my sister played um, Division Three in upstate New York. She redshirted her first year of college, so she was given an extra year. Right. So she's four years older than I am, and she redshirted, so I was able what, to- Sorry, what does that mean? So that means the extra year. And, and what? Mm-hmm. why would you be given this? Um, she was sick, so she couldn't play her first year. Okay. And this was an opportunity for us to actually play on the same team. Right. And we were never given that chance. I went to Plattsburgh State. She was a senior when I was a freshman. She's an incredible goaltender. Um, That was, we actually won a national championship that year. Oh, wow. And it was incredible. But from there, I knew that that wasn't the town, the atmosphere that I wanted to stay in for the rest of college. And my goal growing up was to play division one at Boston University. And as things unfolded, not that didn't happen, but I knew that I still wanted to be in Boston. So I found UMass Boston, division three, and it was the best decision I'd ever made. So you finished there. Yes. Then what happened after that? I tried out for the Canadian Women's Hockey League. They have a team called the Boston Blades. And growing up, I didn't think that professional women's hockey was ever a thing. So when I was presented with this opportunity, I went for it and um, played with that team for about two years. Okay, so just to pause for a moment, just so that people can get a sense of kind of how big a deal that actually is. So I'm gonna just chuck a couple of names at you. Hillary Knight. Nora Raddy, mm-hmm. Carolyn Ouellette, Natalie Spooner, Kelly Stack. In terms of women's hockey, these names are like legendary, revered yes, names. And you would have played against all of them. Yes, we did. Yeah, <laughs> it, they were Canadian American Olympians playing in this league. And so basically the gold and silver medalists every year. How is it when you play against players of that standard? Like, how does that affect the, your game and the way that you look at the game? You immediately step up. I mean, you having the chance to play with these players, it really gives you a sense of, okay, I'm here for a reason. I made it here for a reason. My work ethic is here for a reason. And playing against those girls, it's truly rewarding because you never think that you'll be able to play against Olympians. Mm. And it was it was fun. Lizzie Averson and Tash Farrier from the Adelaide Rush ice hockey team are my guests. Uh, Lizzie's just arrived uh, from the US. She's just arrived um, from playing in Boston to play here in Australia for, well, I think the greatest hockey team in Australia, as I'm sure you guys do too. Mm-hmm. You'd have to, definitely. But why Australia? This is... An interesting choice because, you know, there's a you know massive European league as well, um, but you're here. Why are you here? I love that you're here, but why are you here? <laughs> so a lot of the um, work that 
the Worcester, we were the Worcester Blades last year. Um, a lot of the work that we did was to help kids bring the youth up to speed with, you don't have to just play college. Like there is more for you. So we are teaching them and helping them um, gain the confidence that they are able to go further than that. Right. Um, so we did a lot of clinics and just helping youth skate and do skills and just meet them and just bring them up to speed of um, confidence in themselves and their ability. I wanted to come to Australia to help that, not even just with youth, but just hockey in general, the atmosphere here, it's a lot of people care and they love the sport and I love that and I love helping people. How did you become aware of, of the hockey scene in Australia? I actually had a friend from college, she was on the Sydney Sirens the last two years oh, okay. and she absolutely loved it. She loved the adventure, the the youth, the just helping people understand hockey and just grow the game here. So that's And that was the thing that appealed to you. Absolutely. Okay. Well that's it's awesome that you're here. Um, Tash Farrier is here as well. It's lovely to have you back here, Tash. Seven Thank years you since me. you were last here. And I know it's seven years because when I last interviewed you for the show, we were talking about the fact that um, the Adelaide the, the Adelaide team has changed names many, many times. And this will be you actually, it's just occurred to me, you will now have played in all incarnations of the Adelaide team. Initially was the Adelaide Assassins, became the Adelaide Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Now the Adelaide Rush together that makes Assassin's Adrenaline Rush. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just saying to Lizzie on the way here that this is the first time I would have played for the Adelaide Rush. It is. Yeah, even though, you know, Assassins were around for a long time, Adrenaline for a few years and then now the Rush. So technically I'm a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in your last year as uh, the last year you played adrenaline uh, for the adrenaline in actual fact it was actually your last year playing for the adrenaline from there you and that was an amazing year that was the year that Adelaide won the uh, the premiership for the probably the very last time uh, in recent years after having won it so many times it was like six or seven times in the years leading up uh, you had then left uh, um, Adelaide you went and coached in Brisbane for the Goannas for a year uh, and then from there you left completely you left playing hockey completely can you talk a little bit about because I really haven't had a chance to catch up with you since then so what was it that actually prompted you leaving the Adelaide Adrenaline side moving to Brisbane and then can you kind of take us on a bit of a sporting journey from there because it's been full on and you've had like multiple newspaper articles written about you because of the way that you move between codes but anyway you can tell the story a lot better than I can because you know it it happened to you okay well (laughs) just to give some context I was quite similar in the way that Lizzie started starting with inline Um, I started when I was eight transferred over to um, ice hockey when I was 14 then started up with the um, when the JMK tournaments were on for South Australia and then the Adelaide Assassins, Adrenaline and now Rush. Um, throughout that time, obviously, spent a couple of years at Mount Royal University in yeah, Canada. Yeah, that was huge. And you did so well there, man. Like, you did so much stuff. I've just got the gear. So you played for the Assassins and the Adrenaline from 2006 to 2010. You then came back in 2012. You were the top point scorer three years running. The reason you weren't there in 2010-11 season was because you were in Canada playing for Mount Royal University. And I didn't know this at the time, but you did six goals, two assists in 10 games. The first 10 games of that season were undefeated for that team. 
Yeah. That's we, mega, dude. We had a good year. It sounds good on paper. You don't actually think about it when you actually are doing it because you're just there playing hockey and stuff. But when you say that, it sounds good. But um, <laughs> it really well, does. Our team uh, being undefeated through 10 games is hard. That's hard. Yeah, I'd, yeah, it's it's good to think about. But I guess what I'm kind of getting at is, you know, you play a lot of hockey and then on top of that, you've got the Australian team that's c- coming up every year as well. And it's just a lot. And then when you actually think about how long I was playing for, and then I kind of got to this point where I was going through university as well, yeah. finishing up my teaching degree. And I was just kind of getting at that point where I wasn't really feeling joy from it anymore I suppose I felt maybe a little burnt out particularly coming back after college and then finishing up my uni degree and I kind of had that moment where I was like well what do I do now like I played hockey my whole life but I'm finishing my teaching degree do I have to go and be an adult do I have to go and have a career like what do I need to do so I had a bit of like a I guess a I don't know what it was it was almost like a a crossroads moment yeah it was it was like a fork in the road of thinking oh well maybe I had to go and be an adult now um yeah it talk was- to me about that what do you mean by I have to go and be an adult what does that what does that really mean like and what was it that sort of took you to that spot did you feel that you were just kind of living out some sort of you know it's eternal teenagehood because you were yeah. playing in the national league when you were still in high school I think Lizzie can relate she's right, nodding yeah, her absolutely. head like when you play hockey right it's your world and so you know, when you when you start so young, part of your identity is uh, you're a hockey player, yeah. and you know you're going away every year, you're traveling interstate, you're having an absolute blast, you're you're getting to visit all these cultures and people, and at what time does that stop? Like, um, when do you need to? And I guess it's that societal norms as well of like, oh well, you have to have a career, and you can't yeah. be you can't be a kid forever. But well, essentially you can because I've come back because you know I've missed it. But I think you know it got to that point where I just needed to step back a little bit and just kind of I guess reevaluate my life and you know the same over here when you play for a national team you pay for it yeah and it's a big financial contribution every year that you're saving up you're working um you're also studying and yeah like you know do when do you buy a house when do you start saving a deposit for a home when you're going away for Australia every year so I guess I just needed to step back and kind of reevaluate. and I think me going over to the Gowanas was that was my I wasn't quite ready to give it up completely you know right. I couldn't just leave like that <laughs> so I think that was almost like a oh step was it back kind of like a one way. foot out the door I think so upon without reflection. being too too abrupt yeah because I guess like you do like I kind of lost myself a little when I left hockey because I had played it my whole life so I'm like well I'm a hockey player and now who am I because I'm not playing any hockey Um, it's a really interesting thing there's articles written on it uh, of people that you know when they do stop playing something that they play for their whole life and the challenges around that but yeah here I am (laughs) I'm back (laughs) okay so when we come back we'll get into um, what is a pro hockey player like as a sports person when they're not playing hockey and you kind of answered that question as well so we'll get into that in just a second lizzie averson and tash farrier from the adelaide rush ice hockey team are my guests today thank you so much for coming in guys now tash when we left we were talking a little bit about the way that you're saying you needed a moment to really step away from hockey to reevaluate you've been playing literally all through your high school years university all that kind of stuff and that you felt that your whole kind of identity and everything you were were wrapped up in that and needed to take a step away. But when you took a step away, you didn't take a step away from sport altogether. You decided to move into a completely different sporting code area. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, so I guess 
the one thing I noticed is when I wasn't doing something, it wasn't great for me because you kind of become a bit stagnant, I suppose. And I always, I've just, I guess I've recognised that in myself is I, I do like being a part of a community and I do like doing things and um, I do love sports. So um, initially I went to roller derby. That's a really cool community. Hard on the body though, obviously full contact, skating on cement, good fun. Yeah. Um, and I think I remember <laughs> I was chatting to you at the time and you mentioned that because you're only ever turning one direction, it does weird things like your your, your your ankles are kind of disproportionate or something. You were saying you get build up all this strength in one side of your yeah, leg. Yeah, it's a weird sport. I don't know whether you guys have seen it, but Adelaide Roller Derby is probably the biggest league here in Adelaide. And um, they play at Wavell Showgrounds, I guess, every month when their season's on. But yeah, it's a really interesting sport and it is one way. Um, so yeah, you, you do become dominant on the one side. Yeah. Um, so I have noticed that coming back to ice hockey, being like, oh, I do feel a little weird, but it's, yeah, it's an interesting sport. But mostly the, the major thing I did try was obviously um, football, so AFL football. It was really just a decision for a social thing because down the road from my home, there was a, um, a new girls team starting up at North Haven Football Club and um, it was literally around the corner. I'm like, well, I do like being fit and there's a lot of running and I used to play footy in school. So that might be cool to just try and do socially for a while. Um, but literally the second game that I played, I snapped my Achilles. <laughs> so I bet I had the whole year off anyway. So recovered from that, played a season at Port Adelaide Football Club, then um, played a season with Woodville West Torrens NFL team, the inaugural year last season. Here with Lizzie Averson and Tash Farrier from the Adelaide Rush ice hockey team talking like literally everything. If you've if you've just joined us now, go onto the RHD podcast version on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from and have a listen to where this conversation's come from because all about their you know history of hockey, playing with the SANFLW. But the reason we are here first and foremost primarily is the fact that this hockey season is about to begin. You know, Lizzie, you are here from um, uh, from you've, you've just been playing in Boston. You're here as an import player to play for Adelaide, and the season kicks off on the 26th of October. That is a Saturday, and the way that the hockey season is played is because teams are flying in from interstate, and when you guys play interstate, you then fly interstate. Uh, you play two games on the one weekend, so one's in the afternoon at about four o'clock, I think, and then the following one is on the Sunday morning at 9:30. You guys have had a chance to train, see what the team looks like this year. Lizzie, what have been your first impressions so far? Uh, I'm extremely excited. Um, Hearing things about Australian hockey and then coming here and seeing it, it's completely different. Um, Different how? Better than I expected. I didn't really expect anything. I kind of just came here with an open mind and just kind of riding the wave and just taking it as it comes. And this team that we have this year is we have a good product and everyone cares deeply and we have great chemistry and it's only going to show on the ice. And I'm very excited to get started with that. Now, I know you've been playing a lot of inline hockey because you play for the state inline team as well, uh, Tash too. So have you had a chance to really kind of uh, get into training with the team yet? Uh, Yeah, I have. So we've been training for a little while. So initially we were training Sunday mornings and then we've been going to Tuesday night, like CrossFit sessions together. So we've been rolling with that and we've now moved to Thursday nights we have um, a really good core group of players and I'm also really excited Um, as you can hear like what Lizzie's saying it's not just this player that comes along and joins the team and then just this hockey player like she's got a wealth of experience behind her and she's willing to give and to share and to um, educate so we have yeah 
a lot of good experience in that regard uh, not just from Lizzie but from other players too uh, we got Sasha that just came along today which is our other import so um, and where's she from Canada so she's just arrived today literally today like I picked Lizzie up and, and she was, she was in. <laughs> just in the driveway just arriving from the airport so. okay so no really big welcome party like hi Good to meet you. Bye. Pretty much. We'll figure no. out tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> the first game is on the 26th of October. Saturdays so are coming up very, very soon. If you want to have the opportunity to win some, uh, like a double pass to go to the very first game, we will put uh, competition onto our Facebook page right now. So go to ArchD Radio, look there and be the first person to send a message through with the message, uh, say, make it rush tickets rush tickets and the first person through will win a double pass through to us there so do it right now we will have posted it right at that moment so go for it good luck hope it all goes well um and tash and uh lizzie thank you so much for taking the time out to come in and uh come on the radio with us and uh yeah can't wait to see you on the opening rush weekend thanks for having us thank you we are here every wednesday night from nine every saturday night from 10 stay tuned to 1079 live for more of your music and we will see you again in a few days bye Bye. Bye.